0: All right. So, Matt, did you hear about the recent coal mine collapse that happened?
1: Uh, No, I didn't hear about it recently. Yeah. Well, it recently
0: it happened, but everybody escaped okay. You know, nobody was in or injured or anything. It was just a minor inconvenience. <laughs>
1: that took me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ashamed to say <laughs> Good.
0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the graveyard. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Adam. And my name's Matt. Now, pull up a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is Graveyard Tales. <laughs> all right everybody here we are again matt how you doing tonight brother i am good good good
1: it's been a crazy week already
0: yes it has it's only wednesday
1: it's it's good it's good to be here
0: right right
1: this has become my normal now yeah
0: yeah you know it's a safe space you know
1: being here you know in, in front of the mic in the graveyard it it feels more normal now than the world does <laughs> no so. joke
0: no joke it's crazy when you go out those doors so uh ashley has been doing um like a summer school thing for michael she's she's killing it man i'm i'm proud of her and she's she's hard working she developed this whole summer school thing for him to do to you know, keep him busy since there's no summer camps to send him to or anything like that. So she was printing stuff out today um, on the, the printer here, and I didn't realize it, and I started printing my notes. So part of my notes is on construction paper. So if you hear a, a uh, like, louder crumple... It's because
1: it's construction paper. Uh, it's like you're printing cue cards or yeah, something. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> but I I walked out and I was like, I think I wasted your construction paper <laughs> <laughs> So real quick, before we get into it, we want to thank Podbelly. Go to Podbelly.com to find other shows that you might enjoy and to learn how to podcast if you're interested in podcasting. Everybody's podcasting now. So if you want to learn and you want to learn the best way to do it, go to Podbelly.com and check out the information there. We would also like to thank tonight's sponsor, AMC Shutter, and we will talk about them more coming up in just a little bit. But we wanted to hit on this real quick. We, there's that buffalo running through the neighborhood again, my neighbor. (laughs) Um, We still have a live show July 18th. So when this episode drops, it'll be like a little over a month away. And we've talked with jerry and tracy from hillbilly horror stories who's putting on the show and the the venue itself is going to be open and we are going to lower the amount of tickets that's available so if you haven't gotten a ticket go ahead and grab it because there's not as many available Um, we lowered the amount so that we could socially distance during the live event here and you know you're I would say if, if you're thinking about coming, go ahead and come because we're going to do it responsibly. We're going to do it safely. And, you know, you can wear a mask, whatever you feel comfortable for. Um, so join us July 18th in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee with Hillbilly Horror Stories.
1: Yeah, I think it, it's still going to be, a, you know, a good time, an enjoyable show. Um, you know, we debated back and forth on what we should do uh we, we don't want to be insensitive to what's going on um we we just kind of felt like you know if if we can do this and and put it in an environment where uh you guys would feel comfortable then we could go forward with it so look we, you know we we understand you know what the climate is right now um but you know maybe maybe getting back to some some normal activities will will be good for everybody um but like adam said it's going to be set up in a way where um you know you're not going to be shoved up against you know everybody you know we're not going to be all crammed into one little space we're going to have room to be apart from one another and 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 be responsible and you know, I, I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be fun. It's going yep. it's going to be different, but it's still going to be, you know, still going to be fun. So right. if if you've been on the fence or you've been waiting for us to say yay or nay, um here's the yay. Right. So,
0: right. And all right. the one thing that we will probably say is what we would normally do with the handshakes and the hugs and, you know, close pictures and stuff like that probably not going to happen. Um, you know, you can, you're welcome to take pictures. We'll still get in pictures with you and everything, but we don't need to be, you know, high fiving and handshaking and everything like Matt and I would normally do because, you know, we 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 want to be respectful of that as well. So right. um, just keep that in mind. And, and if you want to come, go ahead and come. We're, we're still doing it. The venue is still going to be open. And if anything changes between now and then, we will definitely let you know. And, you know, if the venue says, no, nah, we're not going to do it, then we'll have to refund tickets or, or we'll reschedule. But we'll we'll let you guys know. We'll keep you abreast of the situation. So on that note, Matt, tell us. What are we talking about tonight, brother? Okay, so tonight—good
1: segue, a, huh? <laughs> 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 it's a segue of the year award. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to, tonight, we're 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 going to talk about something that you you may have heard if um if you like Stephen King novels, uh, you've probably heard this term. Um, but this kind of touches on. Something that is has always kind of been a little bit of an interest to me. You know, I'd I'd heard this term before and I wasn't a hundred percent sure what it was, so I I can remember being younger and looking it up mm-hmm. um just to find out what it is. But we're gonna talk about the Tommy knockers. Right. And a lot of you are going, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna do what? But now? but yeah, we're 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 gonna talk about the Tommy Knockers, and there is a Stephen King novel. I think it came out in eighty three, uh, of the same of the same name. It's not exactly the same subject matter, but um but we're gonna we're gonna hit this, and I, I think if you've never heard of this, you're you're gonna be uh you, you're gonna be entertained when we tell some of these stories.
0: Yep, I think so. So we got we got to get into, you know, what is a Tommyknocker and some of the the legends and the history and stuff like that. So mining actually is one of the oldest professions out there. It goes back to, you know, you can find evidence of mining in, from Stone Age. You know, they they were mining rocks for tools and stuff. So mining is a is a very old profession. Um, and it's also one of the most dangerous so naturally, there are a lot of superstitions that arose during the mining boom, and one of those was the knockers, and, and we'll talk about whether it's just a superstition or whether there was something actually behind it that kind of got blown out of proportion, and, and like we always say, go check our show notes down at the bottom if you want to dive more into what we don't cover here Click those links. You'll see what we're covering, and you can find even more about it. Um, now, what what are Tommyknockers? Well, they are impish, gnome-like men, and the Cornish equivalent, basically, of Irish leprechauns um, and English brownies. So we've talked about mm, the Fae and English brownies. Yeah, and it's made with <laughs> earl gray. And no, just making kidding. me hungry. um but we talked about the fae so you you if you haven't listened to that go back and you'll understand what brownies are not the delicious gooey treat that i now want but (laughs) they are a type of fae so the the tommy knockers are the cornish version of that they come from uh, that area basically is where the the legend kind of started well, the Germans actually called them Berggeister or Um, closest I can get to That's that pretty good being pronounced correctly, uh, but it means mountain ghosts or little miners. Now, the Tommyknocker has been held responsible for both the deaths and the near-death experiences of miners. Now, these impish little creatures have been seen in the deepest parts of mines all over the world. So it's not just one area. These are all over the world. And they've been talked about and seen for centuries. So you can't just say, oh, these are just in England or these are just in Germany or just in America. They're, everywhere there is a mine, miners have been discussing the Tommyknockers by one name or another.
1: Yeah, and the the, the most well-known legends come from you know, Cornish folklore. Right. So that, that's kind of how they get tagged there. But like Adam said, there are stories of similar little people yep, from all over the world.
0: And they say when these gnome-like creatures were good, they were thought to bring miners favors and wealth. So they could be good and they could help you out. But when they were bad, they were said to bring about all sorts of misery and injury and death to anyone who doubted their power or who didn't believe in them at all. Now, these highly spirited characters were also known to perform many of the mining duties working right alongside the men, and they were also being blamed for many of the pranks that were played in the mines, and they were also credited for saving the lives of many miners. So, basically, if a hammer went missing, it was the Tommyknockers who had taken it. But if a miner escaped a collapse, the Tommyknockers were given credit for helping him out. So, basically, anything that happened in the mines...
1: (laughs) It was the Tommyknockers' fault.
0: Yeah, they would contribute it to the Tommyknockers, good or bad.
1: Good or bad, yeah.
0: (laughs) So, we got to look at what a Tommyknocker is, and this is according to Ghost Hunt UK, and... Being that it kind of started over in the U.K., the, you know, most of the legends come out from the U.K., we'll say. Um, thought this was a good source to kind of look at. And they say the Tommyknocker legend um, is little imp-like creatures that inhabits old mining shafts. The further back you dig, the more chance you have of waking up a sleeping Tommyknocker. They're about two feet tall and often described as greenish in color. Now, they look like men and are most often spied wearing traditional miner's outfit. So that would be like coveralls and a little miner's helmet with a light on it. So if, if you're wanting to picture them in your mind's eye, picture a short little green man with coveralls on and a miner's helmet with a lamp. Sound kind of cute. Yeah, they 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 would be something you'd put in a little bassinet and give a bottle to, you know. <laughs> and then they would crush you beneath the earth.
1: I'm telling you. <laughs> they 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 may be little, but you know, they're magic.
0: They're a little mean too, so. That's right. So living beneath the ground Uh, They have been known to have committed both good and bad deeds through the centuries, like we just talked about, and they earned their names from the miners. They said too often to be coincidence, the miners would hear a knocking coming from deep within the mines, always in a pattern, and then the entire mine would cave in. So they believed that that knocking was these Tommy knockers, and it was either them warning you of a cave-in, and saying, "Hey, you need to get out. This thing's about to go," or it, whatever they were doing was causing this to cave in. Depending on your thoughts about the Tommyknockers, so they got obviously knockers in the name, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, Matt, I don't want to hear any knocker jokes.
1: <laughs> well, well, for the the Cornish would would I guess it's the pronunciation would would say it would almost be like knackers. Yeah, so uh, you know I've seen it spelled both ways, but you know the original K-N-A-C-K. is more like, a, more like a knacker. Yeah, maybe like they're from they're from Boston or something. Yeah, Tamannaka.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, got
1: smartpock.
0: Yep, yeah, and that's exactly what I was thinking <laughs> about to say to that commercial. <laughs> He's got smartpock. He's a Tamanaka with a smartpock. <laughs> so now the Cornish actually believe that these little men were the souls of the Crusaders who had crucified Jesus Christ. So they also believed um, that they were sent by the Romans to work in these tin mines. Now, going along with that theory, the Tommyknockers were said to never be heard on Saturday or during any time of Jewish festivities. And so it makes me think, if... How would you hear them if you're also not in the mine you know if you're right. taking that holiday um well, how would you see them I don't know it just it it was a weird thing for me to to think that they were the ghosts of you know crusaders and that they didn't work on certain holidays i I don't well,
1: know i I mean I guess several hundred years ago um you know, it, it may not have been such a big deal to, to work on a Saturday. Yeah. I mean, you know, you probably worked every day. Yeah. You know, there, there weren't like labor laws and stuff like that. Um, so maybe that, that kind of where the, the Saturday thing comes from. Yeah. Um, But I, I can imagine, you know, that, you know, I, I don't know how in the world they would put that together, you know? hey know. it's it's hanukkah and we don't hear the tommy knockers yeah it it seems like
0: a, a <laughs> embellished thing that that oh yeah has gotten embellished over the years um just to fit with a certain ideology
1: yeah it's i guess even more strange is this idea that they were the the crusaders who crucified jesus christ right it's like why wait i didn't That's very specific.
0: Yeah, how does one (laughs) correlate with the other? That was my question too. So,
1: well, yeah, it was. Well, and it was a. a, What I read was it was a punishment. Yeah, you know that they were kind of banished, you know, to have to work in the mine. That they that's what that's what their souls were punished as. Yeah, okay. You know, is to become a Tommyknocker. But again, you know, with with folklore, you're you're gonna find several different versions that all kind of lead to the same theme Mm -hmm. um it's just it's how you get there
0: right right
1: you know so the
0: the other thing that might seem a little more close to what they could be is is a lot of people say that they are the spirits of dead miners um, some miners believed their former workmates were actually tapping and knocking on the walls of the mines as a warning of danger to tell them to get out. So, you know, that that kind of fits a little closer. But here in, here in a minute, I'll, I'll talk about why I kind of don't fall in with that one either, honestly. Um, but they say you do not ignore a Tommy knocker, not if you want to live. However, nowhere else um, in the paranormal world, and this, this is what I was talking about, nowhere else in the paranormal world have we heard of the ordinary ghost turning into anything but a human spirit after death. So that's why it doesn't really fall in line with me. If you have a dead spirit, if, if it's the spirit of a dead miner, they are going to be the spirit of a dead miner. They're yeah, not, then the
1: then the noises are from ghosts, right? Right,
0: you and know. it's not going to turn into a, a, a gnome-like creature after right. they die. So that that's why I don't really believe that it's, you know, the the spirit of a of a past miner. I I mean, I think if if it is something, it's going to be something on its own, a creature of its own realm not not a a spirit
1: not a former human
0: right right um so i don't know um we'll we'll see We'll, we'll, we'll keep digging and and we'll figure it out here as we go now the one thing everyone does seem to agree on is that the tommy knockers are mischievous so experiences of miners In old shafts report that they eat your lunch, they hide your tools, and they'll knock your hard hat off, they'll pinch you, and they can appear as the spirit of a dead miner. So that may be where it ties in, is they can make themselves look like a dead miner, but if they are their own thing and they're shape-shifting into this, it doesn't mean that they are a dead miner to begin with. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Sound more like an older brother. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Eat your lunch, knock your hat off. Yeah, pinch you. <laughs> yep. Give you a wedgie. Yep, they're just
0: siblings. <laughs> they're, they're minor siblings down there. Uh-huh. Now, they are said first to manifest as little glowing lights, and then a strange mist will take the form of a fallen miner, and then sometimes they will show their true form as the little impish creatures that they are. Well, miners for generations have been leaving out food for the Tommyknockers in order to gain their favor, but there are those who have mocked them as well. And Matt, tell us something about somebody who mocked them.
1: So this is a famous story uh, from miners in the hills of Smokeshire, or Smokeshire. However, you know y'all can y'all can bash how I pronounce. Probably Smokeshire, but <laughs> but this story is is you know, almost 200 years old. And it tells about a group of seven miners who were at work when they heard a faint sequence tapping from deep within the mine. Now three of the seven men laughed and joked claiming that the Tommy knockers did not exist and began provoking them saying like, come on then Tommy knockers, show us what you can do. Now the other four fled, they were like, You don't really want to do that.
0: Probably smart.
1: Now, those four that fled said they actually saw the impish-like creatures running ahead of them, almost like they were leading them to safety while the mine collapsed. And the three who mocked the Tommyknockers died. So that goes back to the whole, you you don't, you don't, you know, don't provoke them. Right. You know, which, you know, Adam and I were discussing this before the show, you know, how much they sound like Faye. And never, never could we find anything that really connected them as Faye. But it just kind of said they were very similar. And if you recall from our episode on the Faye, one of the things you don't want to do is anger them. and you know, offering respect and respect for nature and respect for them and, and offering gifts uh, was something that you did. And and miners did this too for the Tommyknockers to try to stay in their good graces with the yeah. belief that if something bad was going to happen while I'm down here in this mine so many feet underground, if, if I respect the Tommyknockers, then they could potentially save my life. Right. And I mean, in a in a profession that is
0: that dangerous, obviously, there's going to be superstitions like that come up because you don't want to die. You don't want to die down deep in the mines. You know, you want to make it out every day. So any anything you can do to help get you out or, you know, protect you in some way, you'll you're going to try. You know, I if I was having to go down there. I'd be leaving food for everybody. I don't care <laughs> who you are. I, I'd yeah. be leaving out offerings, and because you're not getting me down there, I'm sorry. And if you force right. me down there, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll start praying to anybody that can help me.
1: It's it's a it's a hard life. I mean, even now. I mean, you know, to 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 be a miner. I mean, that is. It's a it's a rough way to make a living, and I I would imagine oh, yeah. that it's. It's safer now, of course, than it was 200 years ago. Sure, Um, and and, you know, and technology might make it a little bit easier, but it it doesn't mean that it's not dangerous now. And you know, yeah, it's it's and it's hard work. So, oh yeah, you know, you you you, when uh, with a job like that, you begin to build some camaraderie, and you know, it's it's almost like being in the military, where you know look, we're in this dangerous situation and I'm going to have your back and you're going to have mine. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're going to develop these little things. It's like, you know, you you don't, don't ever do this. Uh, don't ever do that. I remember hearing a story like, you know, you don't, what is it? Three. I, I, yeah, there's a bunch of y'all are going to know this and I'm going to (laughs) goof it up. So feel free. But it's something about, you don't you know three on a match or something like that where you you know where you would light a cigarette if you were down in a a bunker you're hiding because um the time it took to light three cigarettes off a single match was enough for a sniper to get a beat on you
0: yep you know
1: those those little things now that i I imagine that was you know there there's some fact based in that but it's one of those things you know if you ever met somebody you know they were like oh no it's bad luck you know you don't ever Light three right. cigarettes on the same match or something like that. So so little things come up when there's you know there's danger and and the Tommyknockers is, is one of those things where and it's like eh, you know don't don't say that you know don't act that way because it it's disrespectful to the Tommyknockers and something bad can happen.
0: Yeah, they'll they'll show you just how how rude that really was. You know. Now there's another theory. That says the Tommy Knockers would lure people deep into the mining shafts and that you could actually hear them calling you by name, which is scary if you just hear your name being called in a deep mine somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I go. I wouldn't
1: be able to get out of that fast enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, also, there's a terrifying theory, they say, that uh, will tell of uh, the knocking sounds are actually Tommy knockers knocking away the support beams in the mine. So if you hear the Tommy knockers tapping, they're knocking away the support beams you got holding up the roof. So that would scare me too.
1: No, yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, the Tommy knockers were first heard of in the United States when Cornish miners worked in the Western Pennsylvania coal mines in the 1820s. Now, when the California gold rush began... Uh, These experienced miners were welcomed and often sought after by the mine owners. Now, attempting to recruit more miners, managers often approached the immigrants asking if they had any relatives back in England who might come to work the mines. So, these men ended up forming the core of America's early western mining workforce. And along with that, their superstitions of the Tommyknockers thrived and strived, uh, sorry, thrived and spread throughout the mines of the West. Now, in some mines, where the Tommyknocker's presence was known to be overwhelmingly malevolent, the mines were forced to close because of the men's fear of the spirits.
1: Mm, Yeah, we're going to talk about that later.
0: Yeah. Um, So when the mines played out and, you know, people weren't really doing that much mining, um, just going down in mines, the legend actually continued. Um, and many said that the Tommy knockers found quote unquote work in the homes surrounding the old mine shafts. So the superstition continued when, you know, a, a family death or disaster was allegedly foretold by a knocking in the house. Mm-hmm. So I think we've touched on that before in Poltergeist or, or something episode, even the Fae um there was a knocking in the house that you couldn't place mm-hmm. and then one of your family members died or was in an accident and that apparently was put to Tommy knockers because of these old superstitions from the mines that the knocking foretold the danger now the belief in these small miners remained well into the 20th century until modern systems and everything took you know, took the place of these early superstitions. Um, But not much is heard of the Tommyknockers today, and they will forever have a place in our history, legend, and lore. Now, in 1965, California's mining industry came to a grinding halt, and devout believers, mostly the Cornish descendants, lobbied the general manager of one of California's largest and oldest mines to release the Tommyknockers from employment so that they could be transferred to other working mines in the California area. So the mining company actually agreed to do that. So they, you know, I guess performed a ceremony to release these Tommy knockers to go to other things. But what, what made me think this the whole time we were doing this research is, are these just old superstitions that now we don't have a use for? And that's why they've kind of, you know, fallen by the wayside and we don't hear about them much. Yeah. Or are these actual entities that lived within these mines and we just don't pay attention to them now because we're not down there as much. When we are, we've got heavy machinery running, so we don't hear right. the noises that they make. And, you know, we know, I mean, the, the if you watched the hell your documentary that I pushed on y'all for several episodes. And if you still haven't watched, I don't know what's going on with you, but they, they discuss entities in the minds, goblins in the minds. So that ties in my thinking to Tommy knockers because they're short, small green people that are mischievous and play tricks. So I think, in my opinion, there is some entity that we don't understand that we have just become too industrialized to pay attention to.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, I think you're touching on something there. Um, going back to the connection between Tommyknockers and the Fae, you know, leprechauns, those mm-hmm. kind of things. A lot of these stories were developed for a reason. They yeah. they were meant to keep you safe. They were meant to keep your children safe. You know, don't do this or, you know, the whatever is gonna is gonna get you. Right. You know, so it, it avoided you from swimming in, in a lake that was dangerous, you know. So there's something that's in that lake that'll pull you to the bottom. Mm -hmm. You know, it kept you from going out in the woods at night, you know, playing in a mine. Yeah. And the stories just, they took on a life of their own. Um, But when we, when we begin to think about how do you, how do you find creatures like this? How, how do you connect with, you know, gnomes or elves or, or the fae or anything like that? we've talked about these in-between places
0: Mm -hmm. and the liminal places
1: and, and closing your mind to the outside world and, and blocking all the stimulus out so that you can see these things or at least sense their presence. And as modern technology continues to, you know, pollute, our senses with, mm-hmm. you know, bells and whistles and, and just an overload of, of, of sounds and, and visualizations and everything, we don't pay attention to those in between places anymore. Right. Or, or certainly not as much as people did two, 300 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we're, if we we're
0: miss a lot.
1: Yeah, if, if we're talking about mining, Adam makes a very good point. You know, it's all done with heavy machinery now and and more technology and that human aspect of 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 listening for changes or um, you know being able to 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 sense something's wrong or temperature differences and little things that might clue a miner in that there's something wrong they're going to hit a gas pocket or Mm -hmm. you know there's there's an underground spring that's going to flood this mine you know those kind of things are 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 detected through technology now and and so our senses are a little dulled sure when it comes to that so you know maybe adam's right you know maybe if these are creatures that really existed and either helped or hindered or both you know miners from you know, centuries ago. Well, maybe we just don't we don't notice them now. So I mean it's it's definitely food for thought. Okay, Adam, let's take a minute and talk about tonight's sponsor, AMC Networks Shudder. Now Shudder is a premium video service brought to you by AMC Networks. Offering an unbeatable selection of expertly curated horror, supernatural, and thrillers, uncut and commercial free, with exclusive and original titles you won't find anywhere else. Start your free trial today, risk free.
0: I love Shudder, and you can stream great thrillers, horror, and suspense for $5.99 a month or $56.99 a year. That's a great value. Now, Shudder has the largest, fastest-growing, human-curated selection of thrilling and dangerous entertainment out there. They are called the Netflix of horror. Now, there are new spine-tingling thrillers, shocking horrors, and edge-of-your-seat suspense added every week. So you got something new every week. Don't don't think you're going to run out. Um, And you'll have unlimited access to stream ad-free on all your favorite devices.
1: Yeah, that includes iphone ipad apple tv xbox one amazon fire tv google chromecast roku and so many more now adam you know amanda and i were subscribers to shutter long before they were a sponsor of the show right we love it i i'm not a huge slasher horror guy but i love the suspense and the thrillers yeah and One of their original shows uh, is based on a book series that Amanda and I love. It's called A Discovery of Witches. It is a fantastic show. You've heard me mention it before right here on Graveyard Tales. But if you haven't checked it out, now is a great time. You're going to get a fantastic value with Shudder, and you can pick up all this original content like Discovery of Witches.
0: Yeah, it's a great show. After you told me about that, I went and checked it out. Uh, amazing, amazing show.
1: Get started streaming the best horror, thriller, and supernatural content. Shudder's expertly curated collection includes titles like the acclaimed Tigers Are Not Afraid, One Cut of the Dead, Revenge, and the Creepshow TV series produced by Greg Nicotero and based on the famous films by George Romero. To try Shudder free for 30 days, go to Shudder.com. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com and use the promo code GRAVE. That's right.
0: To try Shudder for free for 30 days, all you got to do is go to Shudder.com, S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com and enter the promo code GRAVE. That's G-R-A-V-E. Yeah, I think, you know, like like you are saying, I we need to, if we're going to look at the, the Tommy knocker legend, we need to look at it more in the sense of, is this an actual creature? You know, in my opinion. Um, but I, I don't believe that it's the ghost of expired miners. Um, now some noises and, and some stuff could be, I mean, there's, Bound to be hauntings in uh, mines and stuff like that, just from how harsh the work was and how many people died. But what they're talking about, they're describing creatures. They're describing little green, you know, miners that are two, three foot tall, which sounds yeah. a lot like the goblins and stuff that you hear about in. You know, not just Hellier, but in the the Kentucky Goblin stories and and all this that then they live in caves and and mineshafts. So yeah. I, I think the Tommyknockers is just an extension of that other creature. They got their own name. Um, they live. You know, they they. I guess the Tommyknockers in the Cornish legends are basically a relative of whatever goblin we say is in the the caves and mines here in the United States. And they just attributed yeah. all of the the goblins and stuff that they heard here to the Tommyknockers from their legends and, and from where they're from. And so I think You know, we'll get into, Matt's about to get into experiences that people have had, but keep that in mind when he goes through that, is think of them not as maybe just a legend or a spirit, but as some actual physical creature that either died off or we just, we've become too industrialized and closed off to see and be aware of.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, as Adam you know, touched on earlier, you know, situations where miners were so superstitious and so afraid of the Tommyknockers that it shut down mines completely. So, I mean, you know, miners worked in constant fear of cave ins, but the one thing that Welsh and Irish and Cornish miners feared more than the cave in were the Tommyknockers. You know, the, these little men. Were, were often seen as as vengeful and malicious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the, the sounds of unexplained voices or uh, unseen hammers clanking or movement in the shadows would scare miners to the point that they would refuse to work. And sure. it would result in the closing of a mine. Now, this was the case of the Mamie R. mine near Cripp, uh, Cripple Creek, Colorado. At least that's what the legend says now unable to convince the welsh welsh and cornish miners that the mine was not inhabited by little evil tommy knockers the operators were yeah good luck because i mean it, this was a, some deep-seated beliefs here mm-hmm. um the operators were forced to lure less superstitious workers whose desire for you know wealth was greater than their fears But soon after, unusual accidents started to happen at the Mamie R. Mine. Now, two of these accidents resulted in the mine being haunted by dead men's spirits. So this is a situation where they're not one in the same. We're talking about uh, a haunted mine, which, you know, the mine outside of Cripple Creek is is considered to be a haunted mine. But it, it was also considered at this time to have uh an infestation i guess of tommy knockers um oh really but but as the story goes one day a miner by the name of hank bull boy if that isn't a miner's name no i don't joke. know what it is hank bull mhm he he's either he's either going to be a miner or or a or a baseball pitcher from the 20s just a <laughs> tough old dude now Hank heard what he thought was the voice of a small boy coming from a newly dug tunnel that was still unshored, meaning they, they, had not, uh, they had not put up the, the struts and the boards to hold the ceiling in place. Right. So Bull headed down this tunnel, ignoring the warnings of his coworkers, looking for what he thought was a lost child. Now, after a few minutes, the miners heard Bull scream. As they rushed to the tunnel entrance, the unsupported ceiling collapsed on him, killing him. Yeah. Now, the story of Bull's accident spread quickly, and several miners left work to go work in what they called less dangerous mines. Now, you know, to me, you know, if a mine collapses, I'm going to be like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back to work tomorrow. Right. This one over here hadn't had a collapse. I'm going to go work over here. (laughs) Yeah. This one has supports. That's right. Now, this left the Mamie R mine with a very minimal crew, and the few miners that remained began to report hearing voices and whispers in areas where there wasn't anyone working. And Hmm. a few of them reported seeing a dark shape pass by them, only to see it disappear as they watched it. Now another another incident that occurred at the mine um, involved the mine's windlass now a windlass and I may be mispronouncing this it's a type of winch that's used to pull uh rocks and ore and even men out of the mine now it usually had a large bucket attached to it that would be filled and then they would they had a bell attached to it and so when it was Time to bring the the bucket up. They would ring the bell three times to alert the men at the surface that it was time to start cranking the bucket up. Sure. So a lot of times in the in the Mamie ER mine, the bell would ring, and the bucket would pull up, but it would be empty. So they hmm. couldn't understand. You know, that nobody nobody working down there is going to ring the bell and send right. up an empty bucket you, you may do that once
0: yeah and be get like, a good chuckle and...
1: very funny yeah don't do it again as you can <laughs> yeah. imagine cranking this big bucket up on this winch is not something you relish right you know right like oh it's time to re- it's time to crank the bucket <laughs> it's, like, it's like time to make the donuts it's like oh my god mm-hmm. I'd, I'd
0: rather be Bucket Cranker, though, than down in the mines, I'll tell true, you that. True,
1: true. I, I would probably say, if if my choice is between Bucket Cranker and being down there, I'll, I'll crank the bucket. I yeah. just hope that, you know, Big Joe isn't sitting in the bucket this
0: time. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's fewer Tommy knockers up here to deal with. And...
1: But this, this occurred shortly after Hank Bull's death, where in November of 1894 the windlass, the the bucket, broke loose, and it Hmm. fell. And that was not an uncommon occurrence, but when it fell this time, it fell on a miner's head, crushing his skull. Now, the odd thing about this time is when they investigated it, they couldn't find a logical reason why the bucket fell. The knot on the rope that held the bucket was still intact and tied tightly. Oh, wow. So there really wasn't any way they could figure out the bucket came loose. Yeah. Now, after this second accident, there was more sightings, and Hank Bull's spirit started to appear in the deeper parts of the mine. Several of the miners who had worked alongside him reported actually seeing him in this area. Mm-hmm. Now, the miner who died when the windlass hit him in the head was often seen in the bucket. Miners oh, operating the windlass would spot his crushed head appear just over the top of the bucket, and then when he was seen stepping out of the bucket, he would disappear, and this wow. this was actually witnessed more than once Hmm. so in december of 1894 pretty much everything came to a head on christmas eve the mine flooded so on christmas day the miners were busy hauling out buckets of water three men were turning the windlass up when suddenly it broke but it did more than break it actually blew apart And pieces of it landed everywhere. Now, when it broke, the heavy bucket fell back down into the mine. And one of the three men became tangled in the rope that was now loose. And and the rope tightened so quickly around his neck that it decapitated him. Dang. Can you imagine just standing there and all of a sudden this rope just comes up?
0: Yeah. Rips your head
1: off. Or just no, imagine standing next to the guy. Wild,
0: yeah. Doom. Watching that happen—that is wild.
1: Yeah. Makes you not want to be the bucket cranker anymore, right?
0: Yeah. Now <laughs> I don't want to do any of it. So you know th- what, Matt? I'll keep my job podcasting. How about that? Um, <laughs>
1: that's right. You know, a lot less
0: dangerous. Fairly here.
1: safe. You know, <laughs> I, I don't see any buckets flying around.
0: I might get a bloody nose if the mic falls or springs up. You know, but
1: yeah you know it's like, well, you know, it's like I said, mining is a dangerous profession, yep, um, but this was pretty much you know the end of the line for the miners that worked in the Mamie R mine they They all now firmly believed in the idea that the mine had malicious tommy knockers, and that they were the cause for all of these problems and all of these accidents and deaths, so it wasn't it was originally just the superstitious. But now, everyone believed that the Tommyknockers were responsible. The miners left, and no other men would work in the Mamie R mine. And in January of 1895, the mine was shut down for good. Now, so, see, that
0: makes me think you just you talked about two different things. You talked about Tommyknockers, the malevolent spirits, and you talked about the ghosts of the dead miners, right? So they are independent from each other, which goes back to my point earlier. I don't believe that the Tommy knockers are human spirits. If if that's what you believe ghosts are, I don't believe that's the Tommy knockers.
1: Right. I'm, I'm with you on that point for sure that, you know, it's, it's not, um, that we're not talking about ghosts or, mm-hmm. you know, dead humans that their spirit somehow transformed into this gnome like creature um, I think we're talking about two different things and in this and in this story it absolutely is and that the these you know little miners were responsible for the death of of several miners and ultimately shutting down the mine right now this next story was was written for the website encounters with the good now it's a it's a long long title but um this is where you, you you see stories about personal experiences with you know gnomes and elves and the fae and things like that now this
0: story was real cool website to check out
1: yeah th- this uh this story was written the artist's name was galena bob now it tells of the experiences bob had with tommy knockers while working as a tour guide at a at a historic silver mine in Colorado during the 1990s. So we're not talking about a story that's 200 years old. Right. Now, pretty recent. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this story out um, pretty much the way Bob tells it. So I'll be reading it in the first person. Um, otherwise, it, it, it doesn't flow as well. So Bob says, when I first started working at the silver mine tour, I wasn't sure about the Tommyknockers, and didn't bother bringing them up. Then one day, I was visiting the gold mine, and the owner offered me a chance to go down into the older parts of the mine, far below the level where visitors were normally allowed. With a borrowed helmet and lamp, I decided an old I descended an old wooden ladder down into the old workings, various levels a hundred feet apart dating back to the 1800s i was alone and the only light was the one on my helmet it was strange so quiet and hushed but i wasn't alone i could feel someone with me showing me around it wasn't scary at all it was a warm feeling i explored the lower reaches of the mine then eventually climbed back up to the main level in daylight after that I started noticing things like movement in the corners and sounds when I was underground. I read whatever I could to find out about the Tommyknockers, and I started telling visitors about them. Perhaps because I was friendly and respectful, I had few problems with them. Granted, most of the visitors didn't consider the Tommyknockers as much more than an amusing piece of mining folklore, but with most most groups, there was usually someone often a child, who was quite interested. Unfortunately, there were also those, usually adolescent males, who would interrupt me to scoff at such things. I was willing to overlook such rudeness, but the Tommyknockers weren't. Mocking the Tommyknockers when one is underground is very foolish. Mm -hmm. When it happened on my tour, someone would get hurt. It was never the rude scoffer, but rather the adult who was with him. It would be minor things like bumping one's head, tripping and falling, scraping one's hand on the rock, but it happened every time. I have no idea why the escorting adult was targeted rather than the young scoffer, but that's what happened. I decided to take action. One day, I went back into the mine by myself and respectfully told the Tommyknockers that the scoffers were young, stupid, and ignorant, but hurting people was not acceptable. I knew I couldn't force the Tommyknockers to behave, but I pointed out that I was their friend and asked, was I not always respectful? I told them I could stop telling people about them, however, and that is what I was going to do if the retaliation didn't end. Apparently, they enjoyed being talked about. So there were no more retaliations, at least not on my tours. That's cool. Actually, it seemed that at least some of the Tommy knockers enjoyed interacting with the tours. Quite often, when the tales were being told, when the knocking on rocks was mentioned, there would be a knocking on the rocks with uncannily perfect timing from the closed part of the mine. That's and, cool. And he goes on to say that, you know, he had, he had worked with other tour guides who had come up and told him, Hey man, you know, you really, you really caused a, caused a ruckus with my tour. And he says, what are you talking about? And he's like, there's all this Tommy knocker stuff, you know, all that knocking you were doing, man, it was really freaking my, my tour, uh, visitors, you know, it's was freaking them out. Hmm. And he's like, wasn't me.
0: You know, wasn't me, dude.
1: I wasn't down there. You know, I was, I was doing something else. And then he said he had a, he was training a new, a new tour guide. And, um, this happened. And and they said the new guy looks at him and says, that's pretty cool. Where's the button? And he's like, Hmm. what button? And he says, the button that makes the knocking sound when you tell the story. He's like, there's no button. You know, it just happens. Hmm. So, you know, that That's I, cool. I I really I, like that story. I really like stories like this because they're presented in such a way where it's like it doesn't matter what you believe. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just telling you th- this is what happens to me. You know, yep. this is what I deal with. You know, I I have these I, I, you know, I I have these noises and these sounds and these things that happen while I'm giving a tour. And this is how I deal with it, and it, it continues on. If if you want to believe it's something else, fine, you know. But this is what I'm laying out here.
0: Yeah, I and, like that, man. That's cool.
1: Yeah, and you know, so uh, t- tour guides are are great resources because they're oh, there. Yeah. You know, they're they're not just telling the stories. They're 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 living them in a certain way because they they're there more than anybody else to be able to catch this happen. You know, right. whether it's to see that apparition that comes down the stairs of a bed and breakfast to hearing the knocking of the Tommy knockers in, in a mine on a tour, when, when you're there that often, you're going to be the one that, that gets to experience it. Yep. And, and sure, as a tour guide, you know, you, it makes for a better story, you know, which brings in more customers. But, you know, as Adam, as I, we were talking before the show, I said, how do you get this gig as a tour guide at a mine? Right. You know, I mean, what, right. what, what, may, what makes you go, you know, I think that I could be a really good tour guide at a mine. What
0: temp <laughs> agency do you apply for that gets you as a tour guide for a mine?
1: You know, so, I mean, you know, sure, I, I would want to do the best job I can, but. You know, this guy isn't making any extra money because his tour is special and has knocks and stuff. I can't imagine right. so. Right. You know, so he he probably doesn't have enough invested in this to, to to really go the extra mile to make this seem as real as possible. Sure. And if it's not happening to the other tour guides, then it's not something that's being, uh you know, it's not something that's being promoted or generated by the company that runs the tour
0: right right
1: you know? so you know like i said yeah you know yeah maybe maybe he's making it up maybe but you know why you yeah know, why, what what why benefit be is given other than just you know just for kicks and giggles you know yeah right but this whole idea that um that the Tommyknockers knockers may may not be as 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 friendly or as helpful um you know they're they're impish in their name, you know that mm-hmm. that implies, you know, a prankster or a trickster, you know, and if and if that means, you know, a, a, humans die in a cave in, so be it. They're not human, you know. I, right. I, it, we we talked they don't about don't have the, the same again, respect. I hate, I hate to jump back on this, but it, it, it holds true when we talked about the fae. There, the fae did doesn't have this affinity for humans
0: mm-hmm.
1: humans are just there you know they you know the 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 fa if they fay decide to help humans or they decide to hurt humans it's neither here nor there because it would be the same as you squishing an ant like well i 'm not trying to be mean to the ant the ant's mm-hmm. just there. And I'm just going to, I'm going to smush it because I, I want to, or, right. or I'm going to, I'm going to watch it crawl or I'm going to burn it with a magnifying glass, or I'm just going to leave it alone. Or I'm going to stare at this anthill and watch all these little, you know, when you, when you study the fae or, you know, when you study gnomes or any of these type creatures, that's kind of the attitude towards humans. You know, you're just kind of mm-hmm. there. If you interfere with me, if you disrespect me, I will show you my power.
0: Hmm. You know, otherwise they're just a toy to them.
1: That's right. You know, and and so that's why I don't think necessarily the Tommy knockers would be would be evil or benevolent. You know, I think they're just there.
0: Right. And right. I agree.
1: And what whatever happens happens. And you know, if if humans are helped or if humans are not helped, it it doesn't really affect them that much. Well, and you think,
0: you know, what they say is it, it, the deeper you dig, the more likely you are to wake up a Knocker. okay? So basically what they're saying is you're getting down into their territory, and the, the Tommyknockers basically are just protecting their territory in a way. Sure. You know, it's like, okay, you've come too far. We let you play up there, but now you've come too far. It's like my my deal that i have with spiders if you're outside on my porch whatever i'll leave you alone you come in the house you're gonna have to go yeah you know this is my area not yours so they they do the same thing you know they're like oh you've, you've come too far now now we need to start chipping away at the support braces and get rid of you you yeah. know
1: it makes me think of the uh the doozers on fraggle rock
0: oh yeah you know yeah. they
1: they didn't want to interact with the fraggles Mm-hmm. They're over there doing their construction thing, you know, walking around with their hard hats on. And and here are these lunatic creatures <laughs> with wild hair bouncing around, singing and dancing, you know, right. knocking over their stuff. And they're like, ugh. Yeah, exactly. You know, okay, we got to start over here. You know, it's just like more of a, more of a nuisance, you know, than anything else. And right, <laughs> so right. I think, when I was reading about the Tommy Lockers, I thought, they're kind of like the Doozers from Fraggle Rock. Pretty much, yeah. Little little dudes, (laughs) little dudes, hard hats on, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, we don't have a ton of stories about actual interactions with the Tommyknockers. Yeah. They're just, there's just not out there. But I was able to find one um, that might have been an interaction with the Tommyknockers. And it's recent. In 2018. Ghost investigator Xavier Hunter decided that he had heard so many tales about a haunted mine just outside of Las Vegas that he had to go and investigate himself. Now, Hunter and his friend Katie entered the mine using a video camera to document their adventure. They reported that inside the mine, they caught the strange smell of rotting meat and would hear the sound of growling coming from deeper in the mine. At one point, they came across some women's clothing, which was odd considering how deep they had actually made it. That is weird. Now, as they pushed on, Hunter thought he caught a glimpse of a shadowy figure move ahead of them. Now, at this point, the pair quickly turned and made their way back out of the mine. However, when they later checked the footage, he was shocked to discover that a hooded figure lurking in the darkness behind them as they left.
0: That's creepy.
1: Now, the the video is pretty creepy, and it shows a figure appearing to step backwards into the darkness so as not to be seen by Hunter and Katie. But it still gets caught on the camera as it passes by. Now, Xavier, Xavier says the presence was malevolent. He said it caused him to come, become nauseated and dizzy. Now, once he was out of the tunnels, he became sick. But he believes that the figure could have been that of a knocker. Now, Xavier said he wasn't afraid to enter the mine. He was curious to see if the legends were true. So he went in with an open mind, but he didn't expect to really catch anything. Right. He said the figure appeared to be hooded and it was completely black. He said they didn't immediately see it, but saw it after they began to review the video. The odd thing is, is that around the same time the figure appeared, Xavier began to feel sick and nauseated and actually vomited and said he Mm. felt extremely dizzy. Now, he said that uh, they didn't record that moment because... Katie was trying to help him figure out what was happening. Well well, good. Don't yeah. if if I'm if I'm throwing up, don't video me.
0: Do I? Yeah, please. That's it's <laughs> not the time I want to be in front of a camera.
1: He said he had no idea what it could be, um, but he supposed that the possible explanation was that it was their own shadow, um, and that they just kind of creeped themselves out. But it was curious because he wondered, why would he have gotten sick right after it appeared? There, yeah. there wasn't really any reason for him to become nauseated. And uh, he said it was right before the figure appeared that they had found the, the woman's clothing da- down deep inside the mine. And he said, we were questioning why the clothes would be so deep and who would have left them behind. He said the mine went too deep for the clothes to be left that far in so it wasn't like somebody had just gone up there and was you know messing around or something and yeah snuck in partied they're they're not gonna go that far that's what Xavier was saying he said as far as we had made it somebody that's just up there you know messing around they're, they're not gonna get this deep sure you know he said but um he said after that he said they they began to feel you know uneasy and and weren't sure that they should go any further but they decided to keep going he said he attempted to communicate with dowsing rods and began to hear noises he said some sounded like growls and some sounded like whispers now again he reiterates that the present that they both felt was malevolent and and katie said that the smell the rotting meat smell was what she described as being burning pig flesh. Oh, weird. Which is also a very specific smell. <laughs> yeah, mean, right. You kind of got to know what burning pig flesh smells like to, to describe <laughs> right, something as sure. burning pig flesh. So Sure. So Now, after speaking to several locals, Xavier says they pointed him in the direction uh, of the mine and told him some of the legends attached to it. He said... Some would say that people would go into the mine to practice witchcraft, and that there was a woman who was killed there many years ago. He said another local told me that the mine was cursed and haunted by Tommyknockers that had caused a cave-in where at least one miner had died, and now his restless spirit haunts the mine. So there's an, there's another delineation between Tommyknockers and ghosts, not the right. same thing. Tommy Knockers caused a cave-in and the death of a miner, and now that miner's spirit is trapped in the mine and haunts the mine. Right. So, right. um, so again, you know, an- another point that says that you know these are not these are not, you know, ghosts that have been transformed into into these little creatures. They are something else, and that oftentimes you know their actions will cause death. So that I mean that that's a th- I like that story because it's so recent. I mean, it's within the mm-hmm. last couple of years that that this occurred, but yet you still get local people that are talking about the legend of the Tommyknockers. Right. You know, right? so it's not, it's not dead. You know, the, this is, this is still something that's around today, even if you don't hear it as often. Um, but it, it's, it's really fascinating that, that folklore like that, um, you know, would have, would have sustained such a, such a life for this length of time, you know, with, you know, local people in, you know, 2018. I mean, I, I doubt there's any, any, you know, Cornish, Cornish miners, you know, from, (laughs) you know, the 1890s still living in that area. Right.
0: Um, Right. So something's got to be behind it. If that is sticking around this long and, and regenerating new stories they're not just telling old stories from back in the day you know they have they have had their own experiences so there's got to be something behind it to me exactly um i don't
1: know and you know all folklore is is based in some type of truth sure whether sure. it's whether it's a misinterpreted truth or whether it's you know the real truth has been altered slightly, you know, to, to make it more interesting and and to, and to create a legend. There's, there's an, there's usually an event or events that will, will prompt, you know, the storytelling, you know, that, that turns into folklore. So, right. You know, it makes you wonder what, where did it all begin? You know, where, where was the original story? and that was something that i didn't come across. you know, it was one of those things where these miners are just like it it's always been this way. yeah. and to me that that's really what makes a great story if if i can trace it all the way back to its its origin sometimes it it makes it harder to believe because then you start trying to pick apart that that origin story. sure. And you you start finding inconsistencies and different versions. And, you know, it it makes it a little less believable. But when it's something that you're just like, I don't know, it's just always been this way. You know, it's something my grandmother, my grandmother always said something. My grandfather told me when I was a child and his grandfather told him and it's just passed along. And so you never really know. Well, how did this all get started? You know? what was there somebody at some point or or several people that said i've i've seen this i've experienced it or or i know and, where these little men come from um, and
0: that's what makes it seem so ancient like you know like elementals that we've discussed and stuff it's it's a an ancient entity that mm-hmm. and kind of that thing it has no beginning and it has no end yeah it's just always been there yeah and that—that's what makes me a little more. Uh, it makes me believe it a little bit more in the sense of maybe we don't know what it is and we're not describing it correctly in our legends, but there is something there. Just I mean, like goblins and fae. We don't know mm-hmm. where the fae got their start, right? You know, we—we we, that's always been around. I mean. You look way back when people have been talking about something that resembles Faye, and people have always been talking about something that resembles a Tommy knocker or a goblin or, or something of that nature, different names, same entity kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what that's what makes me put a little more belief in it and and to say that it's not just the, the spirit of a dead miner, because if it's a new, quote unquote, new mine and you're you know just exploring where's the dead miner spirit coming from yeah exactly you know the the first incident in this mine is not going to be a dead miner spirit mm-hmm. it's going to be something that lives underground so i i feel like it, it's an ancient entity that's always been there that is toying with humans like we discussed a couple minutes ago yeah yeah and so i i don't know I just wonder what everybody else thinks. Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: I I think it's a lot of fun, um, you know, to to talk about these kind of creatures. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're not talking about a cryptid where we can debate: is it an undiscovered species? Is it a you know some kind of mythical beast? You know, we're we're, we're talking about something that, you know, if you believe it, it it it's could have been there from the beginning of time, all right or, or even before. Right. You know, could it could it be, you know, an earth creature? You know, something yeah. that's there yep. to protect the earth.
0: Exactly. You know, exactly.
1: Don't don't dig this deep. You know, yep. you you don't you don't need to be down here. You know, right. you you're damaging, you know, the planet. You know, and 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 these are entities that are there to to keep it safe. Sure. and and protect it so i i love i love researching these kind of topics and it, it it's always fun and it always throws up just a little bit of childlike wonder to just go oh absolutely would, yeah wouldn't it be amazing to think that beings like this really exist but yeah you know as adam said what do you think you know the do, do, do you do you believe in in creatures like the tommy knockers you know and 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 if you do what are what are they doing you know what are they there for what's their purpose you know do you you have an idea if you do let us know um Mm -hmm. and uh, social media is a great place to do that um we've had a lot of a lot of activity on twitter as of late you know we get a lot of people Mm -hmm. tweeting us about uh shows that we've done you know places where they have been that we talked about on the show um so let us know. You know, if you if you've got a a, a miner in your family that's told stories about the Tommyknockers, or maybe you've got oh, some, I want to hear that. Yeah, may, man, I want to hear. Maybe that. you've got a family member that you've that that's never talked about it, but you've got someone that you can go. Hey, do you, you ever heard a story of the Tommyknockers? You know, and yeah, you know, I I think those 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 kind of things would be would be just fantastic to hear. So give them our
0: email. We will talk to them.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, and, and check out our Facebook group. You know, that's where a lot of these discussions happen. You know, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you just have to go and search Graveyard Tales. And, and while you're on the web, go check out uh, our, uh, our website. It's graveyardpodcast.com. And on the website, you can listen to the show. Uh, you can find links to purchase Graveyard Tales merchandise. And you can become a patron. Uh, we've just put out some new uh, new new Patreon episodes over the last several weeks. Um, and, you know we've we've got some exciting things we're going to try to do there too. So if you've been thinking about pulling the trigger to support the show, um, go ahead and do it. I think you'll enjoy you know what you get. If you haven't already, please go and rate and review us on iTunes. I know we say it every show, but it's so important to help bring us up the rankings and and it allows more people to find us. And it brings more into the graveyard. So, until next time, we'll save you a seat in the graveyard.
0: See you soon.
1: And he said some people uh, would go into the mind of uh, (sighs) Pratchett. We're getting right down here to the end and all of a sudden I can't talk.